Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, guys? Before we jump into what's going to be an awesome show as the Broncos just beat the shit out of the Chargers, I got to tell you about Snooze. The Snooze Flip mattress has absolutely changed my life. I'm not exaggerating when I say that. I've always had a crappy mattress, and the Snooze Flip mattress absolutely was a game changer for me. They hooked it up. They said, hey, you should stop sleeping on that crappy IKEA mattress you have. Sleep on this mattress. And I've never been the same ever since. I sleep so much better. I literally look forward to getting into bed every single night and dread leaving bed every single morning. That's the only downside uh, with the snooze flip mattress. And you can get $500 off your queen mattress when you use that code DNVR. If you get the snooze flip mattress, the four in one mattress, and you can, of course, get $1,000 off your king size mattress with an adjustable base when you use that code DNVR. It's an adjustable base mattress on either side, and it's a four in one mattress no matter what you get. Meaning you can go soft, you can go firm, you can go warm, you can go cool. Nothing better than the snooze flip mattress. Get in on that right now. All right, let's hop into the show. Number one for the one and only DNVR. Two goes out to Zach Mays, RK at the bar. Three for Mr. B in that old trophy case. With Breck, Brew, and a friend bleed on Jim Blue to the bitter end. Come and join us, DDNVR. We are DNVR. That is a win that deserves the funky music, Kale. Cue it up. DNVR Broncos post game show coming to you live from Studio A at the DNVR bar. The A stands for ass beating. A beatdown. An absolute beatdown of Justin Herbert and Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, and Zach, honestly, if it weren't for Drew Locke's interception, which maybe we'll have time to talk about at some point during the show, who? They, that might have been a shutout. 
That yep. legitimately might have been a shutout if it weren't for that interception. Thankfully, the Broncos are able to overcome the adversity that kind of came from that because it got a little dicey there for a second. But the Broncos go out there in a do-or-die game, and Vic Fangio puts together one of the best game plans he's put together as a head coach. The defense plays exactly the way we expected them to play, and they went out there and they just beat the shit out of the Chargers and absolutely changed the vibe of this season in one night. Without a doubt, Ryan, the, the Broncos Sunday night football, congrats to the NFL and Sunday night football for absolutely nailing yep. next week's Sunday night They bet matchup. on the Broncos and won. They did. They absolutely did. Now we have a huge game. And, Ryan, that's the biggest takeaway from this game is the Broncos are one win, one game away from being first place in the AFC West. They have a chance to be first place in the AFC West next week. They have a chance to beat the Chiefs for the first time in 11 games. They have a chance to change everything. Vic Fangio has a chance to change everything. Teddy Bridgewater has a chance to change everything. And they couldn't do that entirely in one game today. But you know what? Both of those guys did a heck of a job today. Vic Fangio, fantastic job. Made Justin Herbert look Best. really bad best job of his career he, fantastic job now really he held the the chargers to seven points uh, in real points and like you said if it wasn't for drew lock throwing an interception probably holds them to zero points the <laughs> offense looked good when it needed to and ryan this game was really just uh, the ups and downs of the season that we've had so far uh broncos get off to a really hot start just like they did to the season yep. and then in the third quarter ryan the Broncos had negative eight net yards in the third quarter. Negative eight. It was as bad as it could be. And then, of course, the Broncos just take off with Mr. Pat Sertan leading the way in the fourth to blow the doors off the Chargers. So I said on the tailgate today that I think that we'll look back on this game eventually as the Javante Williams game. I was wrong. We will look back on this game as the Pat Sertan game. Mm -hmm. This was the Pat Sertan arrival game. Welcome, Pat Sertan. He's here, baby. We're, we're happy to have you. And he's obviously been awesome the whole season, but today is when he became a star. Yep. Uh, and yep. we will always remember this game as the game that Pat Sertan became a star. Unless... When they're putting his name in the ring of fame, when he's putting on a gold jacket one day, uh, which I really believe he has that type of potential, we'll talk about this game. We will say that was the Pat Sertan game. That was when he arrived. He is absolutely the king of the game. I don't know if we have that ready. We well, might as well just queue it up. Anyways. There's no doubt <laughs> there about he is. it. He's Pats the king of the 10. game. Four tackles, two picks, one touchdown, a pick six, and he changed the game twice, Ryan. A rookie changed the game twice. And in like, I don't know, there's like a, there's, a, there's plays and then there's just smack in the face put you in the dirt, stick your face in it, and twist it around plays. And those were the types of plays he has. An interception in the end zone when they're driving to, to tighten up the game. And then, of course, the pick six. Again, that's an important drive in the game. It's 21-7. I know everyone in that stadium was thinking, oh, God, 21-14. Everyone, you know, their butthole tightens up a little bit. With Justin Herbert, too, a guy that can have 200 yards comebacks. in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And so everyone was tightening up a little bit. Ball gets tipped. Pat Sertan grabs it, turns a corner, and takes it to the house and just ends it. And for a rookie, again, I know you know everyone's upset that they didn't take uh, a quarterback, and, and you have plenty of reasons to be upset about that. But at least they got it right. Yep. You know, it'd be one thing. You know, you can debate whether they got the Bradley Chubb pick right. 
right now you can't necessarily debate whether they got the Pat Sertan pick right. He absolutely looks like the truth. He looks like a superstar at the corner position, and he's the best. He's the best corner on the Broncos. He's the best corner on the highest paid secondary in the NFL right now. And it's a pretty damn good secondary for what they just did to Justin Herbert, what they did a couple weeks ago uh, to Dak Prescott. And Ryan, he's fast as heck, too. Pat Sertan went 22.07 miles per hour on his pick six. It's the fastest speed by a defensive player as a ball carrier over the last five seasons in the NFL, according to Next Gen Stats. And he was asked after the game about it, and he said, Oh, I know I'm that fast. I just don't get to show it off that often. <laughs> That's unbelievable. <laughs> Pat, you keep getting picks, and you can keep showing it off. And, Ryan, uh, w- one of the plays, everyone's focused on the pick six, but that play he made in the end zone, everyone, all I saw on Twitter was, uh, what a terrible throw by Herbert. What a terrible, terrible throw. throw. It was, but you know what? Just, d- Pat Sertan had his eyes on him the whole, whole time. time. If he didn't and was just focused on the wide receiver, that pass probably falls incomplete, and it's still good coverage by Pat Sertan. But that's, that's what changes you from a good cornerback to shut down game-changing cornerback. And that's, you know, Aqib Tlaib was a game-changing cornerback. Champ Bailey was a game-changing cornerback. And what what's something that, that Champ Bailey, uh, as he got, got settled in here in Denver, what, what happened to him? Quarterbacks did not throw to him. What did Justin Herbert do today? He made a big-time mistake. First two passes of the game, Ryan, right to Pat Sertan. And I tweeted, first two passes to Pat Sertan, Justin's playing a dangerous game. And it turned Amen. out to be one where he just <laughs> he, he got shot in this dangerous game. Yeah. And he got shot twice. Yeah, you, you know, uh, F around and find out, right? <laughs> yeah. And that's what he was doing all game. Honestly, Justin Simmons should have had two interceptions on. Or maybe not should have. Could have had two interceptions on. Yep. He was shook. Yep. Justin Herbert was absolutely shook. Yep. And I said it before the game on the tailgate today. I said, Vic Fangio's best coaching has been against the Chargers and the Chiefs. The best coaching he's ever done. He's he's really had Justin Herbert's number. And no one has Pat, uh, Pat Mahomes' number. But he's given the Broncos a chance to win Slows against Pat down. Mahomes multiple yep. times. Yep. And today you saw, really, that Vic Fangio is capable of elite defensive game planning. That's what today was. There's no question. Also... We'll get to helmet stickers in the second segment, but to me, honestly, it's crazy to say a game-changing play in this game that I don't know if we're sitting here talking the way we are right now if Sam Martin doesn't pin them on the one-yard line. Huge. To start. It just put them against the eight ball to start their offense. They didn't get in a rhythm on that drive. Broncos go go and score a touchdown. Then they don't get in a rhythm in the second drive. I think it was Baron Browning who had an awesome pass breakup. Yep. And Broncos go up 14-0. None of that happens if it's not for pinning the ball on the one-yard line on that punt. And how about Nate Hairston, too, the one who was able to pin it? Just incredible. Ugh, unbelievable. And how about Tom McMahon? Great game from Tom. I mean, you know things are going Extend right him. in Broncos country. I think we're extending everyone after this, right? I see Extend McMahon. What, what did Mel Tucker just get? 10 years, 95 million? Give it to McMahon. Give it to McMahon. Give it to, give it to uh, Teddy. <laughs> give it to Vic. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, so I, I don't know if you can tell by the uh, condition of my voice. It sounds beautiful. I was at the game. Um, sat in the North Stands. Yeah, big Not, South Stand hater guy over I, I, here. I'm a huge South Stands guy, but... You I tell everyone have, last week to sit in the South Stands, and you go and sit in the North Stands. I didn't have any say over where my seats were fair, today. Fair, fair. Uh, I sat in the North Stands, 16th row, great seats. Mm. Um, by the way, shout out to everyone for not believing in the Broncos, making those seats really cheap. Oh. Um, 9,000 no-shows. And I had a perfect view of that play uh, when Nate Hairston right pinned oh, it yeah, deep, and I was like, too. that... 
they're wrong. Because I don't know if you saw it. They originally called it a touchback. Yep. And I was like, you guys are so wrong. You're so <laughs> wrong about this. Finally, they figured it out, got it right. There was a couple other plays that the refs had wrong originally. They got right. Um, I guess we don't have to talk about Vic Fangio's just nope. garbage nope. challenge. When, when, when you dominate a team like that defensively, yeah. you can have a bad challenge, I uh, guess. I think you're right. Um, but there's just what a game. What a game. And again, I, I felt this coming because this whole season has been up right. and down and up and down. And now it is unbelievable, Zach, that they have a chance to go in there and beat a Chiefs team who is not the same Chiefs that we've known. Now they are looking more and I more like with them. You. They're looking more and more like them. But this team is more beatable, in my opinion, than any Chiefs team the Broncos have played in the last three years. And I disagree, unfortunately. You you think they're the same or less beatable? I think I think they're less beatable. Why? 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 Because look who they are the past month of the season. I know, but eleven eleven point seven five points per game. They're the best defense in the NFL in the past month. And Patrick Mahomes is, is turning it on. We'll see. I'll just say personnel wise, say, they aren't as good. But what you say, Ryan, is. Um, it is true and that Vic Fangio always steps up when it comes to Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he does. And at least gives gives the gives team a, a chance. chance most of the time. I guess not every single game they played. And, and Teddy gave the team a chance today. And I think that uh, – I don't want to shit on Drew, but I think that that narrative ha has to be fully put to bed today. Um, I mean – yeah, we, we've said that for quite some time now, but now it absolutely has to be, and I hope it is. Uh, because it won't be. And, and Ryan, here's here's the thing, too. Teddy's toughness and passion and drive were questioned big time after that last game. Totally. Understandably so. Very deservingly so. Teddy comes out, owns up to it. He gets just beat down for two weeks in Broncos country. Yeah. Then what does he do? He comes out. Uh, his first time to make a play, he does. He goes 11 yards, makes a diving play in the end zone. Awesome. Uh, he put his body at risk there. No, I know he didn't end up taking a hit, but he could have been hit there big totally. time. Uh, and then, of course, where you really see his toughness is coming out of halftime, and then he ends up going back out there. He has a shin injury, and what happens with those and, and what was described after the game was it really swells up immediately. He went and took an MRI, nothing broken, so he was able to come back out but played through a ton of playing. Yes, probably got some injections in him to, to be able to go out there and do it. And, Ryan, it was very clear, especially at the beginning of the third when he came back in, that he was in so much discomfort and so much pain, but he did it for the Broncos. So, I mean, I know people aren't going to completely forget about that game from the Eagles game, and, and I totally understand that, but you got to give him a ton of credit for showing so much toughness today. And, Ryan, the Broncos, in my opinion, lose this game if he does not come back out there. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, statistically, absolutely nothing special, but he did what needed to be done. 101.8 passer rating, no picks, one touchdown, only 129 yards. Yeah. He was a great game manager, though. He did what the Broncos needed to do, and when you saw Drew Locke come in, he was the opposite. And I think the Broncos lose if Drew plays the rest of the rest of that. And, Ryan, I think Drew, even if the Broncos are out of it, let's say they lose the next three games, including to the Lions, which I don't expect that to happen after today, Drew's not coming back in. Drew is not the quarterback, he never, and that door needs to be shut. This This coaching staff has never trusted him. And he gave them absolutely – first of all, he came in against the Steelers. Now, I give him the benefit of the doubt in that game. That Everyone was getting wrecked in that game. The offensive line was getting wrecked. Teddy was getting wrecked. Drew came in. He got wrecked. The Ravens? The Steelers. 
Oh no, it was it was the Ravens. It was Sorry, Ravens, my bad. Yeah. Um, it was yeah. Okay, Steelers last year that he got hurt. Right. But but then after the game, Ryan, and what is he came out with excuses just about how uh, about how that how tough it is to be a backup. That's your job right now. Yep, it is. So, anyways, uh, I gave him the benefit of the doubt. Then that interception to me was the definition of unacceptable throw. Yeah. Um, it's 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 not understanding who you are. You're the backup. Right. So you come in, and if it's not there, you throw it away. Yeah. You're not. No one is expecting you to be a hero in a 14-0 game. Right. Right. You're up. You're up. Just play it safe, man. And him throwing that pass was just so unacceptable to me. And and, and I'm sure a lot of people on YouTube don't know this. I was a Drew defender for a long time. It's that was indefensible. Right. Uh, and, and there's a reason why the coaching staff has no trust in him, and he only showed that. He played one quarter, Ryan, and he had he had two turnovers, essentially. If Tim Patrick doesn't pick up the fumble, uh, that's inexcusable. And so I'm happy that we can put that to bed now because yeah. now this season rides on Teddy Bridgewater. If the Broncos are going to do anything, it's Teddy Bridgewater. There is no Drew Locke who's just been secretly waiting in the background, waiting to come in and put four straight together and go seven touchdowns, one interception, and carry the Broncos to the playoffs. That's done. It's Teddy Bridgewater managing the game behind this running attack. And I'm seeing it in the comments already, uh, you know, the idea of Teddy didn't play well, so what are you talking about? doesn't matter. Teddy played better than Drew, which is the whole point. They only have two guys. I feel like I was just hard enough on Drew, and that was me holding back. I don't want to have to go all in on Drew no, because it, w w once something's dead, you don't keep killing it. Yeah, no, there's it, no need it, to be the dead horse. That, that idea is dead. Teddy's the guy. And, Ryan, 100 passer rating, that'll do that'll it for do this it. team. And, and I don't and care this... if he's throwing it. He, he had 129 passing yards because he threw the ball 18 times, Ryan. They didn't ask him to do much, but what they asked him to do, he did just fine. This is my final takeaway, you know, my big takeaway from this is this is what the Denver Broncos were designed to do. Yes. Why do, why do we have to, after like every fourth game, we say, why can't they just do this? And yep. then for three games, we're like, if only they do that thing that they do really well and they win when they do it. And then every fourth game, we get back to that. I mean, why does it take this? I don't know. But this is what they were designed to do. A, a ball control offense who can run the ball, finish a couple drives off, and a dominant defense. And that's exactly what this was. And I don't. I don't know if we've said it enough yet. This defense was absolutely dominant today. They made Justin Herbert look like an average quarterback. His his one touchdown pass of the game was just lucky. Yeah. He threw up a Hail Mary and oh, 500 ball? I yeah. mean, what's more than a 500 ball? A uh, thousand ball? I don't even know. A thousand ball. <laughs> he, he got lucky yep. on his best throw of the day, or his only touchdown pass of the day. The Broncos made him look like a pedestrian quarterback. They made him look the same that they made Zach Wilson look like uh, early in the season. He looked like nothing against this defense. And that is what this team was designed to do. And that is the only reason why I am a little bit hopeful that they can get this job done next weekend. Because if you can make that guy, Justin Herbert, who unfortunately is not that far away from Patrick Mahomes. Now, he, there's a gap between those two. But if you can make that guy look like that, and it really should have been, in my opinion, a 28-0 or a 28-3 type of game. If you can make that guy look like that, you can make Mahomes look close enough to that to give yourself right. a chance to win. 
If one week from today, I realize it'd be one week and three, three hours, hours from right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> if the Broncos are in first place, insane. One week and three hours from today, I I won't know what to do with myself. No. Because no one at any point during this season has ever thought that was a possibility. No. It would be what week thirteen. Yep. Or week fourteen. Week thirteen. It'll week be the end right of week thirteen. Mm -hmm. The Denver Broncos in first place in the AFC West. It's inconceivable, and they are literally inconceivable. They're literally one more good game from that defense playing the way they did today. Yep, away from doing it. It's yep. it blows my mind. It, it does blow my mind. And Ryan, here's how dominant the Broncos were, uh, especially early in the game. Uh, the Broncos, about a quarter into the game, had 91 rushing yards, 66 passing yards. The Chargers had 16 total yards. 16, and the Broncos' running attack almost had 100. Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, Teddy Bridgewater, and Tim Patrick all had more yards than the, individually than the Chargers did as a team. Wow. With 12 minutes left in the second quarter. That's just the beatdown the Broncos put on, and they took a step back for a quarter when Drew was in there, and then they just took off again in the fourth quarter. Uh, and, and, Ryan, my final takeaway from this is... The Broncos are a successful team right now in George Payton's mind. What did George Payton categorize as a successful season for the Meaningful Broncos going in into December. the season? Yep, to be relevant in November and December. They certainly were in November. And, Ryan, before the Broncos play their next game, the calendar rolls over to December. The Broncos are playing meaningful, relevant football games in December. Now, does that mean that Teddy Bridgewater and Vic Fangio is safe? No, of course. A five-game slide to end the season uh, or, you know, only one more win in their final six games can turn that around. But, Ryan... It's not like the Broncos have to go 6-0 and in order for this to be a successful season in the general manager's eyes. Despite all of the negativity this season, the Broncos are 6-5. and The Broncos are successful in George Payton's mind. And the Broncos are one week away from being in first place in the AFC West. I honestly don't know if anyone knows what to do with themselves. No. Because, again, no one necessarily expects them to win next week. Uh, in my opinion, they're not as good as the, as the Chiefs. And they're going into Arrowhead. No one place, that's tough when you have Peyton Manning. Right. No one. Yeah, Arrowhead in December is lit. You know, I, I heard on the radio. I don't remember who I was listening to, but they were like, that's been a nightmare for the Broncos. No, 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 no. It's been a nightmare for every NFL team. Yeah. Almost forever. Didn't John Elway have two wins in Arrowhead in his career? I think you're right. It is going to Arrowhead anytime. Yeah. But of course, when it gets cold in December, that, that, that fan base with all the, you know, I hate to say it. They're amazing. Shh. Watch yourself. They're great. Um, it's not easy to go in there. But but th this is a team that last year, what was the score of that game on Sunday Night Football? Was it 23-17 or something it, like that? It, it, it was the one with a, a Drew pick away from like yeah. the Broncos actually potentially winning. This is a team that can pull off an upset. I'm not expecting it, but it is possible. And I don't know if this town will know what to do with themselves because – Everyone has written this team off it, long ago, weeks ago. This team was considered a fraud, and they're done, and they don't have a quarterback, and they don't have a coach. And, and I was on that train with them. They are one week away from literal Bronco fever taking over the whole city. And Ryan... Let's say the Broncos are nine and a half point underdogs on DraftKings. So no one expects them to win next week. And so let's say just really quick that they don't win that game. You know what? 
They're still relevant, Ryan. They're still relevant. Six and six. And they'd be two games back the of the game division against the Lions now. Coming exactly. Up. They play the Lions at home the following week. If they win that, they're back to seven and six. And then they get the Bengals, who look really freaking good, but they get them at home. Then the Raiders, who are going up and down. If you catch them on a down week, you can absolutely beat them. And then you get the Chargers and the Chiefs. Talk about just being able to control your own destiny. And boy, the last time we've been talking about that, the Broncos went out under Vance Joseph and went and lost, you know, the last three, four games of the season. And it was just brutal. But now they're trending up at least for one game. And man, it sets up an awesome week, an awesome game next week. I can't believe it, man. I'm so excited. Because we now get a whole week of a real, a real football game. Like, yep. it doesn't get any better than this. December. In December, you're playing for first place in the division. It truly does not get any better than this. This is what you beg for yep. before the season. If you had told me that that game against the Chiefs would be for first place in the AFC West before the season started, every single Broncos fan would have signed on the dotted line and said, of course I'll take that. Yep, 100%. And so now we get a whole week to hype up this game. And again, as we sit here right now, I'm not going to tell you they're going to win. But they absolutely have the ability. They have the defense to win this game. And if that defense plays the way they did today, that game will come down to the fourth quarter. And anything can happen when you get a game to come down to the fourth quarter. And how about this, Ryan? Regardless of what happens next week, the Broncos go into December with a winning record. I think any Broncos fan would have signed up for that at the beginning of the season as well. And as Justin Simmons said after the game many times, we've got to find a way to leave Arrowhead with a win. Gotta. And if you do... You don't actually have to, but if you do... Then you get the Lions the next week. Yeah. If, If you do... It's going to be so electric. It's going to be electric. And if it's electric, you're going to absolutely want to come to the tailgate yep. for that Lions game. Everyone came to the tailgate today. We got some people here uh, watching right the show. On, up in the, yeah, there we go. Let's go. Make some noise. <laughs> Even from overseas, from, Ryan. From, from the UK. That's yeah, so cool. Unbelievable. Uh, awesome to have everyone. Awesome to have people come to the tailgate today. Uh, and the tailgate is the best way to experience a Broncos game. Also, like... I've now gotten this addiction of going from the tailgate to the game. <laughs> I just can't help it because I should probably just come to, into the press box with you, but it's just not quite as fun as just going to you the You don't game. really get to scream in the press no, box. You don't lose your voice in the press box, and uh, now I'm, I'm probably going to have to find a way to go to that Lions game. Yep, yep. Uh, and it just it keeps being a great time. I love, like, meeting people in the stands, like, making friends with all the people around us. Multiple people today came up to me. I'll be honest. When I go to Boulder for games, a lot of people recognize me. I don't know why. Um, I, can, I can give you a hint I why. Mean, but, like, it, it feels like it should be more with the Broncos, right? <laughs> sure, sure. Today was the most I've ever been recognized in the ah, stadium. I'm North lucky Stands. To be, lucky the North Stands are you. big uh, <laughs> podcast listeners. I don't know why. Shout out to North Stands. And, and I also had, now you got to wear masks, of course, when you go out into the concourse. So I had the DNVR mask. Nice. I feel like that's like a yep. license for people to be like, oh, <laughs> yeah. you're RK. Uh, so shout out to everyone out there in the North Stands who said hi. But, like, it's so fun for me to meet people to talk to people who are listeners of the podcast and now i'm just like addicted to going to the games and if they keep being that cheap to get great seats i'll i'll just keep going so anyways <laughs> come to the tailgate you have to absolutely do it it's the single best way to experience a broncos game get fueled by breck beer and, and sexy pizza on your way in i, I What's know better 
I can't wait. And also, I'm probably going to go downstairs and have a, a hassle cattle burger after this. Right on. There you go. And, Ryan, more people are going to keep moving to Denver if the Broncos do well. And that means you're going to need to contact Chevalier Mortgage. Mike in Virginia, Chevalier Mortgage, are our friends that will hook you up. Whether you want to buy a home or whether you want to refinance, our friends over at Chevalier Mortgage will hook you up. You can even give Virginia a call directly at 303-257-6578 or visit them directly at dnvrmortgage.com. And they have a really cool perk going on right now for DNVR listeners. If you visit them at dnvrmortgage.com, you'll be entered to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. And most importantly, you'll get set up with a free consultation. It won't cost you anything to find out how to get a better mortgage or get a mortgage to start off in the first place. And the awesome thing is Mike is a certified financial planner, so he'll look at your entire financial picture, which is so huge, Ryan, when looking at a mortgage because it's more than just one number. And Mike and Virginia treat you more than just a number. So check him out over at dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS 191, uh, 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. And finally, you mentioned it, getting fueled by Breckenridge Brews at the tailgate. Uh, that's what everyone does. Everyone gets fueled by the Breck Brews at the tailgate. Uh, they're the absolute best beers out there. I talked to some people who came in town, uh, made their way over to uh, the farmhouse last night. Nice. Absolutely had a great time. You'd love to hear that sort of thing. Uh, and th- those are, that's what you can do when you come to Denver. But if you can't come to Denver, of course, you can always use the Breck Brew locator on their website to find the nearest Breck Brews to you. You gotta have the strawberry sky Christmas kale, Christmas ale keg, Christmas ale mini keg. We've got one up here right now. We just haven't tapped it yet. Um, Of course, vanilla porter season is close to upon us. Although um, it's sixty and seventy all week again this week. It's insane. Slightly concerning, but we'll take it. It's nice for Broncos games. I I didn't wear my I brought my jacket to the game. I didn't wear it the whole game. When I turned on college football yesterday, and of course it was snowing in Michigan, then snowing. Oh, at another primetime game. And I just thought, it's that weather? It's that football weather now? It's weird. Yeah, it like, is weird. I'm wondering, like, is this all setting up for us to have, like, an insane December? Bring it on. Or probably some, March. Some bomb cyclones or whatever <laughs> they call them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, anyways, check out Breckenridge Brews, the, uh, the absolute best brews that you can get in on. Uh, and we love them, and they love us. You know what else we love? We love handing out helmet stickers because we don't hand out helmet stickers after the Broncos lose. But there was no doubt about that today when Teddy Bridgewater came back in. So let's dish out some helmet stickers. And first one, of course, goes to our king of the game. Pat Sertan gets our first helmet sticker. I mean, this was the coming out game of all coming out games for him. Uh, Not only does he have the stats, he's got the touchdown. And really, he put the team on his back, Ryan. When they needed him the most, he made the two plays that that were huge. And a pick in the end zone to save seven, or at least to save four. Uh, And then, of course, a pick six to really just stomp out the the Chargers. Dude, we're talking about a rookie. Yep, yep. A rookie won them the game today. Yep. Exactly. Um, because I mean, this again, team is fueled by rookies. There's some sketchy moments in there. You're down. You're only up 14-7, and they get the ball at half. And a rookie stops them from scoring. A rookie gets the pick six to put you up 20, 28-7. It's unbelievable. Uh, and, again, I mentioned this early in the show, but a lot of people are hesitant to love Pat Sertan. Because of the fact that Pat Sertan was drafted over Justin Fields. He was drafted over Mac Jones, who 
by the way, looks incredible. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But thank you. probably wouldn't have looked that incredible in Pat Shermer's offense. Um, and it's a rookie in Pat Sertan who wins you the game today. Yep. He won that game yep. single-handedly. Yep. And it's just it's unbelievable. Yeah. And it really is a feather in George Payton's cap because, again, you know, we've talked about it. The Broncos drafted Bradley Chubb over Josh Allen. It's not that doesn't look good right now. When you do things like that, including Pat Sertan over Mac Jones and Justin Fields, Ryan, you will always have that will always be counted as a bad pick if the quarterback turns out to be good. Totally. But what you have to hit on if you're going to do that, which by the way, it's not smart to do if you think the quarterbacks can turn out, but if you do that, you have to hit on the player. Yep. And they hit. We're uncertain if the Broncos have hit on Bradley Chubb right now. We are certain exactly. that they hit on Pat Sertan. It, which is huge. And which is huge. And, Ryan, we're, ten, we're 11 games in, and we're certain about that. Un, it's unbelievable. His eyes. His eyes are so good, dude. Like, that is such a, an important skill. I can't picture them. <laughs> it's such an important skill for a lockdown corner to have. Unbelievable eyes, and he's playing in a very in a zone-heavy scheme. And that first pick he had is an absolute zone corner pick. He just floats back. He sees it. He sees it. He sees it. Floats all the way back in the end zone. Easy interception for him. It wouldn't be easy for a lot of guys, but his eyes were so good that he gets that. The other one is a tip, and it lands in his hands. But that's just right, right place, right time, right. Yeah. When you're a guy who's constantly in the right place at the right time, you're gonna make plays like that. It's awesome. Uh, my next helmet sticker, uh, and I'm legitimate about this. I think this is the second most important play of the whole game. It's Sam Martin pinning them on the <laughs> one-yard line on the first drive of the game. Because let's say that that ball goes one yard deeper. I don't think it's crazy to say that they might have gotten a little momentum and scored a touchdown on that drive. They get them to go three and out from the one-yard line. They punt the ball. The Broncos go and score on that very drive, take a 7-0 lead, which eventually, of course, turns into a 14-0 lead. I legitimately think that Sam Martin punt is the third most important play of the game behind Pat Sertan's two interceptions. Well, then let's start with the play right after that Sam Martin punt, and let's give a helmet sticker to Kenny Young, who was all over the line of scrimmage today, Love Ryan. In fact, the very first play the Chargers had, little handoff to Austin Eckler to try to get some breathing room out of the end zone, met right there by Kenny Bang. Young at the line of scrimmage. And then the, the, ne the next play was a pass. The play after that, Kenny Young, again, a stuff so that that keeps the Chargers from getting a first down. The Chargers didn't get a first down until the second quarter. Big thanks to Kenny Young. He is just flying all over the field. We put out our Broncos pick him this weekend. Who should George Payton extend next? I said Kenny Young, and boy, does he just continue to play up to that. And man, he just looks like he's so comfortable, and it's insane that he's been on this team for just a handful of games the way he's playing. Awesome. Awesome response from him. Um, I'll give one to Melvin Gordon. Okay. Uh, like I said, I sat on the tailgate this morning. This is going to be the Javante Williams game. Javante ends with 53 yards or Four. something. 54. He I did had, have I, a I had an SGP that had a Javante Williams touchdown and Javante over 54 and a half. Oh, uh, no. He did have a close to 50-yard uh, uh, reception, though. He did. Great reception. But he Melvin was Gordon, rusher. Melvin Gordon after fumbling the game away uh, against the Eagles – really a solid performance today. I think he absolutely deserves credit for not I don't know, uh if the I don't know what the word is, but essentially 
responding because I thought there was a chance that this this coaching staff was going to phase him out today and say this is Javante's team now, which personally I would have agreed with. But he goes out there, 79 yards rushing, I believe. 83. Uh, 83 yards rushing. And, and when you're splitting carries, that's an impressive game. He was effective on almost every time he touched the ball yep. and really changed the game. As you said, what Teddy finishes with 120-something passing yards. 129. You need your running backs to come through in a game like that. And Melvin, not Javante, was the best running back for the Broncos today. Yeah, without a doubt. And, Ryan, what would you say the Broncos' yards per carry average was today as a team? It's not great. 3.5? Better than that, 4.5. Okay. So that's why I'm giving a helmet sticker to Pat Shermer, or a hat sticker to Pat Shermer. And, Ryan, when Drew Locke came into the game, Pat Shermer didn't panic. And I think... Pat Shermer really showed us what he thinks of Drew Locke because he just ran and ran and ran, and then when they did throw, it turned out to be bad plays. Uh, and he stuck with the run. And then when Teddy came back, what did Teddy need? He needed the running game to be good, and so he stuck with it, even though it wasn't 6.5 yards per rush that the Broncos had, 4.5 yards per carry. Melvin Gordon went for 4.9. Javante went for 3.9. We already talked about it. Teddy uh, had, had that one play, one run for 11 yards. Great. Uh, great job. Honestly, Pat Shermer called a really good game. He did. He did. And, and he, that's the game. Make it. Ryan, I'm just so sick of the the tricky things that he tries to do. But like running receivers in motion and they're faking handoffs five yards after they run by the quarterback. Jerry Judy's trying to fake a handoff by throwing his hand above his head. It, it's silly. It is I mean, silly. those <laughs> things aren't looking good, Pat. Don't do it. Just run the darn ball 30-plus times. They did it today 33 times. That is their formula to victory, and they stuck with it today, and it turned out to be a dominant win. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, Javante Williams ended up being the leading receiver yeah. for the Denver Broncos yeah. today. He actually has more receiving yards than rushing yards. 57 total. He has 111 total yards. Yeah. The dude is a, just a beast. Yeah, and I mean, how about that reception that he had that went for 42 yards? He catches it, turns upfield, and somehow eludes those two defenders on the sideline. He said, yeah, I thought they were going to push me out of bounds. And yeah. <laughs> no, they didn't. They just kept going. I didn't realize how good of a play it was until I saw the replay. Yeah, He jukes the dude on the sidelines. And then, I mean, it could have been a loss of three. Yep. Yep. Loss of three turns into a gain of what? Uh, 42. Yep, exactly. Huge. A huge. gain of 42. Awesome from him. So, but I will say in terms of Pat Shermer, uh, I'd like to see Jerry Judy get the ball. Two catches for 25 yards is not enough. Tim Patrick needs to get the ball more. Two catches for 26 yards is not enough. Um, Cortland Sutton needs to get the ball more. Two catches for 17 yards is not enough. But, 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 you win the game, you run the ball, and it's a great job overall. This was really supposed to be Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton's highlight game after the first game after getting their two contracts. And Ryan... Cortland Sutton has less than 100 receiving yards in his last four games. It's not the stat you want to hear it's when you sign him up to $15 million. million. Now, I'm not saying sound the alarms or anything, push the panic button, but that is concerning and something that we're going to keep our eyes on. But you know what? Only one, only one player catches a touchdown today. Eric Sauber. One catch, that? one yard, one touchdown. And let's give him a helmet sticker because you know what? He got a game shout ball out from Drake Bulldogs. Yeah, shout out to Drake for Eric Sauber catching a ball. And uh, after the game, Teddy was asked, were you throwing that ball to Saubert or were you throwing it to Noah Fant who was wide open behind him? And Teddy said, 
It was a touchdown. Doesn't we'll, matter. We'll, we'll stick with that. <laughs> what, was it going to get to Noah? I haven't seen the replay. I, I don't know. I, I didn't even know. But a touchdown's a touchdown. Yeah, so, I saw people like complaining online, but I, I don't know. I haven't seen it. So the chat has a nominee for a helmet sticker that I think is pretty good. Let's they go. They want to nominate George Payton because all five of his first picks and Jonathan Cooper were the reason they won the game today. Okay, so let's go through it. First pick. Pat Sertan is a player of the game. Yep. Second pick, Javante Williams, 111 total yards. Yep. Absolutely. Maybe the second player of the game. Did we give him a helmet sticker yet? Give he him a helmet one. sticker. He gets one. Third pick is... You got Baron Browning, who Baron was all Browning. over the field. Huge pass breakup as well as Early stuff in the, the run. Yep. Fourth pick is Quinn Miners. Yep, who plays all game. Fifth pick is... Uh, Caden yep, Caden Stearns. Was it? I think Caden Stearns came after who started um, the Jamar? Indiana. Yeah, Jamar Johnson. Jamar Johnson. It didn't do doesn't much. matter. But Jonathan Cooper right. he played a healthy dose. And then I think six. what where people also want to give credit to to George Payton is Teddy Bridgewater, a guy that he brought in. Uh, another guy, Ronald Darby, who had a, who had a nice game. Uh, and then how about Stephen Weatherly? A guy coming in out of nowhere who gets a sack and man, he's making he's making glasses cool again, like Vaughn did. He's he's making glasses cool. I couldn't believe it, man. Uh, the amount of pressure they got on Justin Herbert. Uh, my buddy, my buddy who uh, always comes to the Buffs games with me always says um, when there's like a big play, he chants interception, fumble, sack, interception, fumble, sack. <laughs> What and chant. that chant was rolling in the North stands today. <laughs> oh, and they're shouting out the Kenny Young midseason trade. And Kenny yep. Young was awesome. Yep, absolutely. Um, and it felt like every third down, the Broncos were getting immense pressure on Justin Herbert. That is so – it feels foreign to me. Yep. Because you're so used to them, like a quarterback just sitting back there and, oh, he avoids one, you know, one blitzer and makes an easy throw to a guy. No. Justin Herbert's life was a living hell today. Yep. I don't know what he said after the game. He probably poo-pooed it. He got smoked up and down the field. He hated his life for 60 minutes. And a lot of it was Jonathan Cooper and Stephen Weatherly and you, all these guys. You know how many sacks, pressures, tackles for a loss, quarterback hits Von Miller and, and Bradley Chubb combined for today? Zero. Zero. It's, it's all these guys that you don't expect anything out of, and that's, that's a testament to the guys that George Payton's brought in, but also Vic Fangio. Vic Fangio definitely gets a helmet sticker because when you shut out a team like the way he did, when you have a team ready to roll the way the Broncos were, getting off to fast starts, I don't care if you have a terrible, terrible challenge play when you do everything else like that well, you get a hat sticker. And I also got to give a helmet sticker to McTelvin Ajim. A guy who had a monster sack. I mean, he did not look like a 325-pound guy coming in off that sack. He's having games, stepping in for Shelby Harris, who was out today. Ryan, this game was setting up to be really bad for the Broncos in terms of injuries. Broncos without their starting right tackle, their starting left tackle. Uh, the, then they're down to one of their starting uh, li linemen today. Down to Lloyd Cushenberry. They're on their third left tackle. And Quinn Bailey, who's a practice squad guy, Ryan, he was elevated yesterday to be on this team, on the on the on the team, and now he has called on to play for most of the game, and he comes in and does well. Then on the defensive side, you're without Shelby Harris. We obviously know all the injuries at inside linebacker the Broncos have had, and then at safety, you're without Kareem Jackson. Everything was Caden? looking like this could have been a nightmare. <clears throat> Joey Bosa could have feasted. Uh, you, you Joey could've... Bosa got a face full of hand 
from Teddy Bridgewater. Yes, he did. Joey Bosa has now gotten sunned by Teddy Bridgewater and Trevor Simeon. How about that? Joey Bosa needs to retire. (laughs) Hang him up, bud. Yep. You've gotten smacked in the face by Teddy Bridgewater, and you got juked out of your shoes by Trevor Simeon. Just hang him up, bud. It's time to go. Broncos uh, made Joey average. Made him an average Joe. He was an average Joe. Yeah. Honestly, average Joe would be good for him. He got literally stiff-armed into oblivion by Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, that's that's pretty brutal. Just just wrap it up. It was a good <laughs> career. You made a couple mil. Go home. You know what? He ends on. He has a sack too, so he gets to end his his career on a sack. There you go. Yeah, and wrap it up. It was good. Good effort. Good effort. <laughs> any Decent more, career. Any more helmet stickers you want to give out? Um, man. Uh, if we haven't officially given one to Darby, we need to give one to him. They, actually, Nate Kyle, Harrison. Kyle Fuller, Nate Harrison. Kyle Fuller was getting ragged on a little bit as he was being picked on a tiny bit early at the beginning of the game. Ryan, Kyle Fuller ends with uh, the team best nine tackles. Nine tackles. Oh, I've got one. Quinn Bailey. Yep. He was also given a game ball. Wait, that's Mr. an actual Quinn person Bailey. who played, right? Yeah, he's a practice squad That's a name of guy. a person who played for the Broncos today? A practice squad player. No one knew that name until I just said it. I did. Well, you did. Yeah, it's, you're an expert. <laughs> but until, unless they were watching the game with the sound on, no one knew about Quinn Bailey. Who was going up against Joey Bosa. Who was going up against Joey Bosa. Yep. And came in there and played admirably. Um, the Broncos got ravaged on the offensive line today. And again, I, I got to give one to Vic Fangio, who has been the subject of a lot of hate yeah. all year, deservedly so. Um, a lot of questionable things, and all the way up to his challenge in that game, which was silly. Um, he deserves credit because, as I said on the tailgate today, Vic Fangio does his best work against Justin Herbert and Pat Mahomes, and today was his best work ever as a coach of the Denver Broncos. They made Justin Herbert look like Justin Simmons was playing quarterback for the Chargers. How about Von Miller? Von's always wanted to play quarterback. He's always wanted to play. <laughs> you know, he, he looked like uh, Justin Timberlake playing quarterback for the Chargers. He had no business being out there on the field. The Chargers had no business being on the field with the Broncos today. They pushed him around like a bunch of children. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Vic Fangio deserves a lot of credit for that. We give It's so easy for us to give credit to the players, but Vic Fangio had an elite game plan ready for them today. And the question is, is Vic Fangio going to be dialed up for next week with another elite game plan what, on Sunday night? If he wins next week, he's the Broncos coach next year. Yes, he is. Yeah, because a, col- a colossal collapse isn't coming after that. He's got the team dialed up and ready to go if that happens. And Ryan. they're 7-5 and five going seven and up five, against the Lions. First place in the AFC West. Now, if, they're te- if the Raiders win next week, they'll be tied. Raiders will technically have the tiebreaker. But then you'll get the Lions the next week, and then anything can happen in that Bengals game because the Bengals did look really, really good against the Steelers, but you got them at home. It's, it's un- I, I'm telling you, his job will be safe if he wins next week. And Teddy Bridgewater can secure his starting place for the Broncos next year. Now, I'm not saying he can he can secure it so the Broncos don't draft a rookie, but he can still secure a very good paycheck. And I know a lot of people don't want to see this. They don't want to see Vic back next year. They don't want to see Teddy back next if year. If everything, if they're back, it means things have gone right, right? Now, yes. I, people don't want Vic and Teddy back at 8-9. and nine. I understand that. But if they're back, with, like without a doubt, 
It's because they do some really good things over this next six-game stretch. Don't you want your team to be good? I mean, yes. che cheer for them right now because this is the closest they've been to good since, uh, if you want to call the 9-7 and seven team in 2016 good, it's the closest they've been since then. And if not, it's the closest they've been since they were in the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. Enjoy it now. So did Vance's team get to 6-6? Six and six? Yep. That yeah, was... they were 3-6, and six, went to 6-6, six and six, then absolutely fell apart. So they're 6-5 right now. Yep. This is the best. Yep, they, they did not get above 500. This is the best a team has been since 2016. Yep. Um, and it's just something that you should want to happen. It's a lot easier to have success with what you currently have. Vic Fangio panning out is the best thing for the Broncos. First time in five years the Broncos will have a winning record in December. Think about that. And some people want this team to fail. It's it's I understand why people are upset. They're over it. They want they're too close now. If you beat the Chiefs, oh, this team before even a couple games ago, this team was way closer to making the playoffs than they were a top five pick. So I mean, any thought of tanking is completely gone. It's now, gone. Maybe we can talk they have about six wins, right? Maybe we can talk about that if they kind of fall down the stretch in the last game against the Chiefs. That's not going to be a tanking game, but that's a playoff positioning game. Sure, we can talk about it then, but we are way too far away from talking about that now. Let's talk about Hassle Cattle Company. As soon as this podcast is over, I'm going downstairs. I'm ordering a Bronco burger, mm. which has onion rings, green chili cream cheese, green chilies on it. Incredible. A little drizzle of barbecue sauce. Yep, yep. I'm going to get that. I'm going to eat it. I'm going to get some onion rings hey, on the side with can't that. Can't beat it. Onion rings here are so freaking good. They're so good. Everything here is good. And that's a reason why we trusted Hassle Cattle Company with delivering our burgers. They're the absolute best burgers in town. They're Wagyu beef burgers. You can't get Wagyu beef burgers at a bar anywhere else. No. Other than the DNVR bar. Uh, and we do it because, why? Because they're the blue collar Wagyu beef, meaning it's affordable for everyone. Um, it's an affordable for us to serve it in the bar and not charge you a crazy amount for your burger here when you come here. So check out Hassle Cattle Company. Use the code DNVR15 to get 15% off your order. When you go over $200, uh, you're gonna get free shipping. This is the best beef I've ever had. I, I told you, I made one of these steaks. I did it the way I saw on TikTok. You gotta, you know, pan fry it, sear it, all that stuff. You do it big the right TikTok way. Guy, huh? It'll be better than I am a big TikTok guy. Uh, it'll be better than any steak you've ever had at a restaurant. I guarantee it. Yeah, it's so freaking good. And shout out to my mom who may be listening right now. Ryan, she came to the DNVR bar, wanted the Hassle Cattle Burger, but she's gluten free, so she got just the patty just the and patty. ate it. And she said it was it was great. It's it, elite. That's all you need is the patty itself. Then you add all those extra toppings on it, and it is delicious. And, Ryan, speaking of elite, our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook are giving you a chance to win $100 in free bets when you bet $1 on any team to score. That's all you have to do. Bet $1 on any team to score. And Every you team get... scored once again this week. Exa including the Denver Broncos. They scored 28 times or 28 points uh, this week. So you bet on the Broncos, uh, you would have got $100 in free bets, and you can do that tomorrow night. You can do that this Thursday when the te when the Cowboys play the Saints. You can do that next weekend. So get in. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free bets. And there's no better way to start off your account than $100 in free bets right there. So check them out and download that app now. And, of course, you must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Ryan, really quick, we also have to give a helmet sticker to Tom McMahon. I don't know how 
how many times we're going to be able to do it, so we got to do it when we can. Great job, Tom. Also, a helmet sticker to Strava Craft Coffee, the best coffee around. Uh, use the code DNVR25 to get 25% off your first order from Strava Craft Coffee. Then when you love it, you'll sign up for a Strava Craft Coffee subscription, where you'll continue to save 20% off on every single order. But they'll send it straight to your door every two, four, six, or eight weeks, but depending on your preferences. Check out Strava Craft Coffee. Get that CBD-infused coffee. It's rich, it's tasty, it's CBD-infused. And again, you can get 25% off your first order when you use that code. DNVR25 at StravaCraftCoffee.com. All right, Zach. I'm sure we have plenty of super chats to get to. So we love all of you who have sent us super chats. Let's get to those right now. Kale, can you read them out for us? Yep. Exclamation point on my love for my boys, or sorry, my boys at the DNVR. My bucket list item to be there at the game next year will include the DNVR bar, party bus, tailgate, rec brew, and sexy pizza. Let's oh. go, Seth. I love it. Bro, sexy pizza, the best part about sexy pizza is they come through midway through the tailgate mm -hmm. and bring new fresh pizzas yep. with like the cheese still melty oh. and the sauce is still hot. And I, like, as soon as I got there today, I, like, just stalked them. As soon as I put the pizza down, creepy, I just... A creepy, but whatever. It's okay. It's fine. Uh, I just stuffed my face with the brand new, hot, fresh pizzas so from Sexy Pizza. you're stalking people, then you're stuffing your face. It's, it's weird, Ryan. It's fine. I don't... I have no shame. <laughs> Another one coming in from Seth. Oh, love Feeling you, Seth. generous. Gotta say, I'm so confident in George Payton's ability to judge talent. Gives me confidence going forward. What says my DNVR boys? Absolutely. I mean, you, 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 you can't be anything but thrilled. And, and you look at guys that he's... We talked about the draft class, but you look at guys that he's brought in. Ryan, he swapped seventh-round picks to bring in a guy that is playing and getting sacks in Steven Weatherly. He's trading uh, a fourth in exchange for a fifth and Kenny Young in order to bring in bring him in. Now you're going to sign him to an extension. Uh, you're getting guys, you're signing guys on extensions on, on great value deals. And, and then Teddy Bridgewater, you gave up a sixth round pick for him. And is he your quarterback for the next 10 years? No. no. But is he the best quarterback you've had since Peyton Manning? Yes. Without a doubt, absolutely. And you got him for a sixth and you're paying him four or five million bucks. A Are you kidding me? That's, and then that's you go, value. Pat Sertan, Javante Williams, right. Quinn Miners, Jonathan Cooper, yep. um, Baron Browning. The list goes on and on and on and on. Yep. Caden Stearns. He's absolutely a legitimate talent evaluator. The only person that I'm still waiting to see is Mike Boone. Because I actually think Mike Boone is also legit. We just haven't got an opportunity to see it. Yeah, we, we've seen him do some of those uh, jet fake sweeps. Great on fake jet sweeps. <laughs> yeah, it's still really bad, actually, when, when they're just doing it five yards after they run by the quarterback. But something tells me it's not on there, on them. What's next, Kale? All right, coming in from Steve. We're going to the Super Bowl. Let's go, baby. They've got a chance. <laughs> it's not out of the question. They've pretty much been mathematically eliminated going into December for many years in the past five. So why can't we just enjoy and have Steve's attitude right now? This the NFL is garbage this year. Every team sucks. And people think the Broncos suck. They might, but so does everyone else. Yep. <laughs> the Patriots yep. might be the best team for all we know I at mean, this point. Patriots are rolling. Five wins, eight and four. Yeah. Every team sucks, and every team's also good at the same time. I think I'm losing my pizza bet to you, Ryan, of the Chargers having 12 wins. Maybe, maybe they'll push and get get 11, but I'm going to win my pizza bet with you on the uh, Patriots making the playoffs. Well, yeah, I mean, it sure looks like it. 
All right, what's next? Coming in from our guy Mike Trout. Oh, that's also known Mike as Zachary Trout. Castro. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas came early, baby. Hey, what? Maybe it's uh, maybe this is Saint Nick's Day, and next week is Christmas when they beat the Chiefs. I cannot believe that next week, twenty-four hour or, or, or one full week from now, we'll be sitting down there. We're gonna do an uh, we're gonna do a late tailgate. So we're gonna do Ooh. a tailgate that's essentially a pregame that's be show. Extra rowdy. We're gonna be drinking. The bar is going to be rowdy as hell. And the Broncos are going to be playing for first place in the AFC West in week 13. I I can't comprehend it, Zach. And then they play the Lions the next week. Yep. They yep. find a way to win that game. They're going to have a stranglehold on the division. Yep. It makes no sense. It we makes no sense. We only a couple of weeks left. It uh, Get used to it, Ryan. Broncos are relevant in December. They absolutely are. What's next? All right, Seth another again. one coming in from Seth. Thank you, Seth. Uh, just for a quick take, what do the Broncos need to do to get the win versus the Chiefs? Don't We're you gonna worry. Have a you stick <laughs> with us this week. We're going to have a whole week of podcasts about this. I'll say this. If their defense can play the way they did today against Justin Herbert, they will have a chance. And I'll say this. The Broncos, is, the, the offense is going to have to show up because their defense has been so dangerous the past couple of weeks. And the Chiefs don't have an Austin Eckler. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is garbage, uh, and their other guys are just average. On offense? I'm just saying, they're, they're running back. Oh, running backs, so right. The reason why the Broncos' defense, in my opinion, today was able to have so much success is they allowed nothing in the running game. Yep. They made them one-dimensional. Yep. Patrick Mahomes, did. obviously, is a freak. Um, T- Travis Kelsey is a freak. Tyreek Hill is a freak. But if you're able to not give them anything on the ground... You'll have a chance to make life difficult for them. Yeah, Austin Eckler averaged 2.6 rushing yards per attempt today. That'll do. He's way better than any running back the Chiefs have. Yep, yep, I agree. How much for the boys to do a shot on air? What do we have? <laughs> I mean, he's already given 4.99. I'll do a shot for, for free after that. <laughs> right on, Brandon, hooking us up. I got, I've got a cup here. So I think someone... Brian's doing shots this whole time. He's just been sipping them. <laughs> here we go. Come grab this. I'll hand it to you. Oh my goodness. Oh, I'm going down. It's getting rowdy. <laughs> These chairs are deep. <laughs> yes, they getting are. Getting out of them is a chore. Um, all right. Uh, oh, Kale is pouring the shots, oh. and now we don't have anyone to go to the next super chat. <laughs> hey, I'll get this next one from Mike Trout. He says, is that an RK special? Can I have one? It's time to celebrate. I mean, speaking of drinks and celebrating. No RK specials today. Speaking of celebration. <laughs> got, this is the new RK special. There it is. Got water over here. We've got a little bit of uh, whiskey, as I call it. Mm. Broncos win. We get whiskey. <laughs> whiskey. You put those two things together, that's whiskey. Cheers to Brandon. Cheers to Broncos country. Cheers, Brandon. Hell of a game. Hell of a night. <laughs> Let's have a good time. There we go. Whiskey shot. <laughs> so good. Went down super smooth. I feel like my voice is clearer now. Mm, it's nice. You know what? Uh, after the game... Teddy Bridgewater asked about his injury. He said, he said Every- I need some Winsky? Pretty much. He said, everything feels better after a win. So right now I'm feeling good. We'll see how I feel in the morning. Ryan, is that how you're feeling right now? Everything's better after a win? That 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 uh, shot's even better after a win? I'm but cons- I guess you'll have to see how you feel in the morning. I'm concerned about the podcast tomorrow. <laughs> Wait, no, we're late tomorrow, right? I yeah, 2 so. p.m. tomorrow. Oh, 
I'm getting hammered tonight. <laughs> there we go. Speaking of which, uh, from Zach, RK has been drinking Dre's rosé. No, I haven't. Uh, I've been drinking water and whiskey. Water and whiskey, yep. The whiskey. Yes, exactly. From Sir Homer, give Mike Munchak a helmet sticker, Zach. Mike Munchak gets a hat sticker. Of course. I mean, when you're on your third string Can left Can you tell tackle, me who, like, you're up there in the press box, you're charting all this. What was the offensive line in the second half? It was, left to right. It was Quinn Bailey, third string left tackle. It was Natani Muti, first time he's played in a long time at left guard. I'm sorry, at left guard it was, uh, it was um, no, it was Natani Muti. No, it was Miners, I think, at left. Yes, yes, it was Miners at left. Then you had Cushenberry, the only week one starter at center. Then you had um, Natani Muti at right, at right guard. And then you had Cam Fleming, who got to the podium today. By the way, he pulled Javante for that awesome game-finishing yep. first down. Yep, yes, he did. And Javante's just a guy that just never stops. Never. Except for I needed three more yards. No, two more yards from him to hit my SGP. No one's crying for you uh, after uh, everyone, this win. Everyone please cry for me. <laughs> and last one here. Yeah, love, another one Seth, Seth Stewart, man. What a we legend. Love what a guy. Love him. Love you guys. Despite the coaches, our players' talent shines through. Nothing but good vibes. We dominate those top offenses, right? I love our team. Right now, you got to love the coaches. I mean, just, just from tonight's performance. I'm not saying you have to buy into them long term or, or, or love them for, for the past, but today the coaches were good too. Even Tom McMahon. Zach, what do we think about this team? Oh, they're How the most unpredictable team. How do we put this team, team into perspective? They're the most unpredictable team. Ryan, it wouldn't shock me if the – it kind of would shock me. But it wouldn't, it's not inconceivable for the Broncos to win next week. It's also not inconceivable for the Broncos to lose by 31 points next week. <laughs> this, this team is so up and down. But you know what? They can hang with the good teams in the league, a.k.a. destroying the Cowboys. I shouldn't say hang. They can beat – Beat down the, beat best the, the, the best teams in the and league, and then and they can lose to the worst teams in the league, and they can get embarrassed at home by bad teams. The Eagles, who lost to the Giants today, yes, yeah, I mean had no offense. All 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 J- or, uh, Jalen Hurts was doing to the Broncos was was lighting them up. It's I don't know. I, I'm not going to tell anyone you're wrong that you haven't believed in this team because they haven't necessarily given everyone a reason They're to believe. They're six and five. They've almost they've won just one more game than they've lost. So, yes. But at the same time, we could be sitting here next week, 24 hours from now, or 26 hours from now. No, that's it would a, be a week like plus. Over a, yes. Yeah, yes. whatever. I'm sorry. A week plus two hours a, from a now. A week plus two hours. Thank you. A week for plus two hours from now, saying the Denver Broncos are the best team in the AFC West, and they play the Lions next week. Yep. And so they're going to be three games <laughs> over 500 going into the final stretch of the season, Zach. I don't know what to tell people. How about this stat? The Broncos have the best point differential in the AFC West. And point differential, sometimes it can be a little misleading after three weeks. After you're in, when you're in December, it, it means something. The Broncos are plus 32 in point differential. The Chiefs? Plus 31. Unbelievable, How about that? Man. How about that? And then you have the Chargers and the Raiders in the minus territory. Look, I don't know where to go. I don't know I don't know how to tell people what to think because I'm not going to sit here and say you're You do it five days a week. I'm not going to sit here and say, though, you were wrong about the Broncos. All of your negative thoughts were wrong. 
because I understand why people don't like Vic Fangio and they don't like Teddy Bridgewater and they think this team is doomed. And at the same time, I want to tell people, you guys are out of your minds. This team plays the Chiefs next week for a chance to be in first place in the division with four weeks left in the season. It's unbelievable, Zach. And, and this, is, this is what we come here for, right? We want meaningful games in December, as George Payton would say, and the Broncos are going to get that. And they're going to have an opportunity to show the whole world on Sunday Night Football how everyone underestimated them, from you to me to everyone sitting up here to everyone down there to everyone who's in the stadium today. We all underestimated them. That's the opportunity they have in front of them. And we're going to have a whole week to talk about it. But it are. blows my mind that they have that opportunity in front of them to pass the Kansas City Chiefs yep. and Patrick Mahomes with Teddy Bridgewater and the Denver Broncos. They have that opportunity, and uh, it's going to be a hell of a week leading up to it. It is. It's going to be a blast, and the Broncos have put themselves in this position to do that. Unreal. Yep, it is. One week away, baby. I don't know. I, I truly don't know what to say. I'll give my take after next week. <laughs> I'll give my take after next week. We're going to have a whole week to preview this game. Broncos, Chiefs for first place in the AFC West in December. That's what's coming up. That's where we are now. The Broncos absolutely beat the shit out of the Chargers today. And it was fun as hell to watch. Shout out to everyone out there. Shout out to everyone in the North Stands who we had a great time with. Shout out to everyone who came upstairs to watch Absolutely. the show today. Absolutely. Love uh, it. And came to the tailgate. It's been an absolute blast. What a game. Honestly, most fun I've maybe ever had at a Broncos game was today. Another great post-game show. The vibes are unreal. Going into December, Ryan. I'm gonna go Winning down, Broncos. I'm going to go downstairs and get a burger here in a second. One final shout out to our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver Online. msudenver.edu slash online where you can go to scope out all they have to offer. They're awesome. You guys are awesome. We will be back with you tomorrow. We'll have Mace with you. We'll get his take on the game. But, man, what a position the Denver Broncos have now found themselves in at 6-5. and five, Yep. Heading into week 13 of the NFL season. we got a whole week to talk about it. Sunday night football next weekend. I'll tell you right now, you, there's no place you'd rather be than here at the DNVR bar. Uh, as the Broncos take on the Chiefs next weekend. So let's have a great time. We'll see you guys tomorrow on the DMVR Broncos podcast. Thank you all for tuning in, and see you later. Flying cotton